0: This is the Voice Over Work podcast, brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services. Today is Thursday, February 17th, 2021. On the podcast today, we'll take a little deeper look into a book introduced in a previous podcast with a chapter-by-chapter look at Superbrain. Strategies to Upgrade Your Brain, Unlock Your Potential, Perform at Your Peak, and Achieve Anything. Written by Peter Hollins, narrated by Russell Newton. Chapter 1. The Universe Inside Our Heads One of the most amazing things that exists today is the brain. The brain is an elaborate structure made up of billions of individual neurons that form complicated networks. Though we've gained a considerable understanding of how other organs in the human body work, the brain is science's final frontier, and we're just now grasping the secrets of consciousness, intelligence, creativity, and more. It's no exaggeration to say that our brains are what make us human, and are tremendously complex, and capable of achieving almost anything we want. We often take our brains for granted. After all, we live with them every day with the good and the bad. However, even right this moment, as your eyes scan this page, it's performing an impressive range of tasks, such as keeping your body alive and your lungs breathing, to storing the entirety of your life experiences, and allowing you to read this text, as dozens of other programs are working in the background. Our brains allow us to learn and master languages, some of the most complex systems that not even the best supercomputers can handle with our efficiency. Human interactions that rely on verbal and nonverbal signals and millions of bits of information that help us engage with the world around us are also being processed easily. Not too shabby, but we can use our brains to do so much more and often let our potential just sit there untouched. Fortunately, Just like the body muscles can be strengthened to their fullest potential, the brain can be supported to do what it does best. When we learn how it works, its habits and flaws, we can consciously use all the wonderful opportunities and resources it has to shape our lives in line with what we desire. Chapter 2 The brain's not perfect, but we can work with it. We've said many positive things about the brain and its amazing capabilities. While they're deserved, and neuroplasticity suggests that our brains are infinitely adaptable and malleable, this raises the question of why we struggle so much with our goals, habits, and practices. You're probably reading this book precisely because you wish your brain performed better in one way or another. If our brains are so well evolved to deal with life, why do we struggle so much with them? There are Two key aspects to the answer. First, clearly, we don't always know how to use our inbuilt brain mental capacities or how to apply the best strategies. Think about it. How to use your brain versus just the content you put into it is something we rarely get taught in school or anywhere else, even though knowing how to learn or change our habits could give us a major boost in literally every aspect of our lives so it's a question of lack of knowledge and understanding the second reason is that our brain is not perfect it is amazing but it's also a flawed and complicated organ just like any other it functions in particular ways with real limitations we need to acknowledge remember it's a physical organ not a computer It'd be foolish to deny these basic flaws or principles, but we can get the best results quickly when we acknowledge our natural limitations and work intelligently around them. In the next chapters, we'll explore various techniques to help you achieve your goals. Each is based on the brain's biochemistry and its function and supported by scientific evidence. However, chapter three, peak performance and executive functioning. There are innate natural patterns that our brains followed for thousands of years, even if they're constantly challenged and undermined in the modern world. Deep down, the brain is still running on cognitive routines, preferences, and programs that took our entire shared history to evolve. Let's dig into some important biological aspects of our neural functioning and how we can work with rather than against them. Follow the Rhythm Our bodies follow a specific biological pattern that determines states of alertness and sleepiness, hunger and satiation, and more. The body has a clock that determines the different timing of aspects of our behavior and sensations. Like everything else, this clock is tied to our brain. The clock marks the biological rhythms, i.e. the natural cycles of change of the brain chemicals and hormones. A master clock coordinates other clocks across the body, and the master clock is in the brain. The clocks need to be synchronized, and some things like jet lag or chronic sleep deprivation can throw them out of whack. The human experience is coordinated across several biological rhythms. First, circadian rhythms refer to the 24-hour cycle and the changes within this period. For example, before we feel sleepy, our bodies release melatonin to produce the sensation, and thus we're prompted to want to sleep at predictable times every day. When we wake, our brain signals cortisol release, which gets us up and moving. This signal depends on cues from the environment and specialized cells that literally sense the passage of time and orchestrate behavior accordingly. Another type of rhythm is called ultradian. These rhythms are shorter than 24 hours and include things like pulse, breathing rate. Chapter 4 how the Brain Learns. Learning is one of the foundational cognitive processes we have, and one which distinguishes us as humans. Some animals are born with instincts, a kind of pre installed series of behavioral patterns that tell birds to build their nests, or spiders to make their webs, or birds to fly south when it gets cold. Animals need not learn to do many things that are essential for their survival, but humans do. Even such basic things for our daily life as language must be learned, even if they do have some innate basis. We start learning from the moment we're born, and our brain is naturally wired for it. Kids absorb information like sponges, ready to learn everything about the world. But we are ready and able to learn, even as adults. This process underlies most things we do. But if we are naturally wired for learning, why do we struggle with it so much? Once again, the answer to that is related to a lack of understanding of how learning works. When we learn to walk and talk, we do it in a way that comes naturally to our brains, no problem. But from the time we enter school, we're often taught other, less effective ways of studying. We often lose our natural motivation to learn, especially if we've had bad experiences or associate the process with tediousness and boredom. We start trying to learn by rote memorization. All these things can hurt our ability to learn in the future. But we can make up for this by adopting better strategies for learning, specifically those that respect the brain's natural learning abilities, which are considerable. Specific negative experiences in school and beyond with learning can leave a person feeling incapable or not wired for it. While some struggle... Chapter 5 How the Brain Memorizes Memory, of course, is heavily related to learning. People are seldom said to have learned something if they can't really remember any of it. This is why so many techniques and methods around learning focus on recall. As with other aspects of our cognition, however, we can drastically improve our memory if we take the time to understand its optimal function and how we can support this for better learning. If memory is a storage system that exists within specific neural pathways, then learning is about changing neural pathways to adapt one's behavior and thinking to the emergence of new information. They depend on each other, because the goal of learning is to assimilate new knowledge into memory, and memory is useless without the ability to learn more. Many memory techniques exist, but they all truly function on the contents of this chapter Memorization is how we store and retrieve information for use, essentially the process of learning, and there are three steps to creating a memory. An error in any of these steps will result in knowledge that is not effectively converted to memory, a weak memory, or the feeling of, I can't remember his name, but he was wearing purple. 1. Encoding. 2. Storage. 3. Retrieval. Encoding is the step of processing information through your senses. We do this constantly. You're doing it right now. We encode information, both consciously and subconsciously, through all of our senses. If you're reading a book, you're using your eyes to encode information. But how much attention and focus are you actually giving it? The more attention and focus you devote to an activity, the more conscious your encoding becomes. Otherwise, it can be said that you subconsciously encode information like listening to music. This has been Super Brain. Strategies to upgrade your brain, unlock your potential, perform at your peak, and achieve anything. Written by Peter Hollins, narrated by Russell Newton. Copyright 2022 by Peter Hollins. Production copyright by Peter Hollins. More information regarding today's book and the author can be found at audible.com or amazon.com. Show notes and further information can be found at russelericnewton.com, With a collection of trivia, research, news stories, and knowledge from some of the newest audiobooks on the market, this has been The Voice Overwork Work Podcast, brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services.